Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we'll have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Engel, and I will be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Let's jump into this week's conversation. I'm really excited to jump into this week's conversation because we have two newer friends of mine over the past years, Vic and Monique Woodward. They hail from Washington, West Coast, up in here on the True Face podcast. Uh, They have a ministry called Marriage Mosaic. You can check it out at marriagemosaic.org. They've been married 28 years, five kids total, two together, two prior, a newly adopted from a friend passing, kind of 19 to 30 upper 30s age kids, uh, and they have been a long time part of the True Face tribe. They are amazing couple that I have, it's been an honor to get to know. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Vic and Monique to the True Face podcast. Welcome y'all. Hey, thank you, Robbie. Thanks for having us on. Glad to be here. Yeah, really good. It's early morning West Coast. You got your coffee in hand. See you on Zoom. Yeah, I got got a, got a couple cups down. Probably need another one. Come on, <laughs> you you just had a wedding for one of your daughters. How did that go? Oh, it was, it was beautiful. It was um, obviously a lot of planning and replanning and changing up what we thought it was going to look like. But God was very good. Um, it was it was a beautiful beautiful day, and everybody is healthy, and uh, it was a great great time. Yeah, it couldn't have gone any better, really. Vic, what do you think of the uh, son-in-law? Love the son-in-law. So uh, our daughter married kind of her high school sweetheart. So we've known him for seven years. So uh, he wasn't uh, too new to our family story. Felt like he belonged from from the get-go. So Hmm. uh, love that guy. That seems pretty authentic. I was testing you there and washing your face, but it feels like you really like this guy in case you're listening. Good job, man. You got Vic on board. Um, so you guys have been part of True Face for a while. Give us some context uh, about how you got involved with the ministry, how you've been a part of it over the years. Well, that's, a, that's a crazy story. Vic, you should probably start that because it began with you. Well, we, we started out in marriage ministry. I had left school teaching, felt led to uh, be a part of whatever God wanted us to do in uh helping restore and redeem marriage because that's what God did for us in our marriage uh, 24 years ago, um, Mm -hmm. rescued us from a really hopeless situation that we were in marriage crisis, a crisis. So we were in marriage ministry with a ministry called Family Life. It's a ministry of Campus Crusade, which is now called Crew. And we went out to a summer staff conference in 2005 and the men were ushered into an auditorium to hear a a talk. Um, So that was probably about 100 men, maybe 150. And I was amongst them. And who was the speaker? None other than John Lynch of True Faith. We heard the two, all of us heard the two roads talk. Hmm. And uh, I was, I was moved to give John a standing ovation along with some other guys. And a lot of guys were just sitting in a kind of a amazed, um, I don't know, astonished stupor when they heard that, that message. Um, 
And after that, uh, I went out to the lobby of the auditorium and bought a dozen True Face books, a dozen True Face guides, some audio CDs, and took them home to Friday Harbor, Washington, where I started small groups. And uh, kind of the rest is history. Uh, Monique grabbed a hold of it as, as I was telling her about the talk and, um, you know, devoured the book. And I read it uh, as we drove back home. I, I read the entire book and I cried. Sorry. <laughs> no, it um, getting connected with True Faced, and I say this with every, um, as we'll talk about later, the high trust leader courses I share with the students, you know, that God brought True Face into our lives and it's been a part of changing the trajectory of everything. Mm. Yeah. Marriage, parenting, friendships, how we do life. And that's, I'm not over <laughs> stating that. It is. 110% the truth. So you guys have been, a, you, you just mentioned High Trust Leader Course. And uh, I a lot of people don't know about High Trust Leader Course. Can you give some context for, because you guys have been key faculty for that. Can you give us some context of what that ministry offering is? Why don't you do that? Because you kind of introduced me to it. You were in the, well, amongst yeah. them in the first cohorts. Yeah, 2013 was was the first cohort, and uh, first, you know, um, I think it was a 40 week course at the time. We've definitely pared it down quite a bit, but you're you know you're connected with people. Either you decide to go through the course with people in your community locally that you know and are doing life with. Um, and in my case, there were students in my cohort. We were all across the United States, and you know, you have weekly weekly videos that we had from John, Bruce, and Bill, um, other people doing some teaching, sharing of stories, discussion questions on really what does, you know, this gospel of grace look like not only in salvation, but lived out and applied in our lives. Lots of opportunity for discussion. I think when people think of a high trust theater course, they think of this academic only study you know, when you hear the word homework or assignments, but this was very life-giving, very applicable, very, very relational, very relational. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of vulnerability mm. amongst the students. I mean, there's been various courses again, that I've helped facilitate some, you know, more vulnerability than others, but our cohort was amazing. And also came at a time when I went through kind of a personal crisis just so happened to be, <laughs> And uh, by the grace of God, I had a gentleman named T.A. Powell, which if some of you are listening are going to know who that is, uh, as our cohort facilitator, mm. which could have been a better person to, to meet me in God's grace for what I ended up going through during that time period. That's awesome. How, so, how many high trust leader courses have you guys done or facilitated? Oof. So you started in 2014. Probably... Right? Probably five or six. That I think awesome. I've done two. about that six courses. I think yeah. so. We've it, done our last together, which was fun. Vic and I facilitated the last this last one together, and that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's a sixteen week uh, journey that you do with a cohort and a group. And Vic, you're you're facilitating. You're co facilitating a, a group. And I think this podcast comes out early August. The next round, these launch twice a year. If you've been thinking about High Trust Leader Course or want to know more about it, you can go to trueface.org uh, forward slash 
forward slash HTLC. This sounds like an infomercial. It's not, I wouldn't even go there, but now if you want to do it, do it now. Cause it starts in like a week and a half, like mid August. Uh, and there's a couple groups open right now that you can register for. And if finances are a burden, email us because of everything going on with COVID, but we're setting up a couple groups right now and I'm going to go through it. Uh, probably in your group, Vic, the, you're the legend as a faculty member. So I'm going to jump in while I can. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking forward to it. And y'all, thanks for leading uh, in that way as part of this tribe. It's been so impactful, the stories that come back from people going through that 16-week journey together to do a deep dive on these truths. So you guys um, you guys are beyond me in a lot of ways of a deep dive and experience of these truths. And when we talked on the phone a month or two ago, just hearing your story uh, I said, man, I got to get you guys to share uh, with the broader group in the tribe b- because there's about eight parts of your story that I wanted to do an eight part series on on the podcast, but we don't do that yet. So we'll jump in with the first story and see how it goes. Um, but I'd love you guys to jump in and share uh, a-, a story from your life and what God taught you as a result of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to just give a brief, very brief context uh, for our story. Um we, we got married in 1992, and the uh, second marriage for me, first marriage for Monique, and about four years into our marriage, is all pre-grace, uh, truths, true face, all before that, um, before launching into marriage ministry. We experienced uh, something that really rocked uh, my world and our world, and that was... Uh, um, a marriage crisis and, and Monique considering, you know, saying sayonara to our marriage. And uh, so miraculously, by the grace of God, he brought us back together and we began to journey in reconciliation and healing and restoration of our marriage, and which was which was quite a journey. And then um, then enter True Face and the Gospel of Grace in 2005 and John Lynch and then starting the like you said deep dive robbie into uh knowing these truths embracing these truths trusting these truths and uh living out of who god says we are yeah and we uh i would say about four years it was four years or so after the marriage crisis where the door kind of opened and that's a whole nother story but um vic ended up transitioning out of full-time being a public educator and we went into full-time marriage ministry with family life um and then transitioned to a couple other you know ministries and that's we were very open you know with our story and what we went through in our community with others and just sensed it opened up a door because when you're open and honest with others about your struggles they tend to the wall comes down and um we we didn't want to live in hiddenness of what we had gone through um and i think the story that we wanted to kind of come come to today uh, surfaced in 2013, actually right in the middle of being in my very first high trust leadership course as a student. And I get kind of emotional because it was a life ring for me during that time. Because um, here we were about, I think, 18 years down the road after that crisis. And um, I found myself struggling with temptation that I thought I wouldn't ever struggle with again. <laughs> And um, I think one of the things I appreciate about John and Bruce and Bill and, and even um, 
another young man involved with True Faced was David Pinkerton. Uh, and they'd always just shared very openly. And um, it's easy sometimes to look back and share about something 18 years ago, but what about yesterday? And uh, so I found myself, my shame of uh, being ignited with this temptation. I found myself, uh, here we are in marriage ministry and things are going well. You know, I couldn't really find anything to point to necessarily or blame, if you will, about our marriage or complain about, but I found myself uh, feeling these temptation and attraction and feelings towards another man. And I was so embarrassed. How could I struggle in this way? Um, we were well into the true face at this time, and I knew I knew my way home. We, it was based on the true face principle. Um, living in holiness is living with nothing hidden. But I, I cried. I would cry myself to sleep, actually, in this struggle because it felt so real, Robbie. Um, and I kept saying to myself, this, this isn't who I am, what's going on? And, um, and I sensed God saying, you need to tell Vic, you know, your way home. And I was so concerned about hurting him. And, um, this is, it's much more personal than if someone's going to share, I think something about an addiction with a substance or, um, spending money, or I don't know, this is actually, there's another person involved in this and that that's different, Robbie. It's so much different. And Anyway, finally, uh, one day I just kind of came out and I, and I just, I shared it cause I couldn't, you know, if any, anyone listening has been through any of the true face materials, you know, you know, you can't manage sin in your own strength. <laughs> and, um, it was just growing as I kept it in the darkness, as far as what I was thinking about. And, uh, so I came out pretty fearful to, to share it and then. That well, can kind of share with you kind of how he you know approached me because some other things also surfaced that he had to share later but. yeah and and as, as she shared it i think uh god had been cementing this um truth of who i am in christ who we are in christ our identity is in christ and so uh i i felt like i was uh as, as she as she was coming towards me with this with this uh sharing and being vulnerable um and telling me she was giving her she had been giving her emotions to another man and she had feelings for this other man who i knew wasn't an, an unknown person um i just stood in who i was knowing that uh i could stand strong mm. in my new idea and i just told her and it, i think it was the holy spirit telling her not me that that's not who you are mm sharing this with me I said that's not who you are and that affirmed her and and her identity and what she like she said she, she knew her way home but that was the catalyst for home going yeah and that just hearing that from him just broke me even more and I I just cried and um it was it was hard it was almost like hard to receive that love because your feelings are your flesh is is doing something else and so you need to hear that truth and in that time we we had enough people that were close to us that we were being open and honest with and a, and a friend of mine at the time said 
you know, maybe this is triggering again in your life because God wants to do an even deeper healing in you mm. in this area. You know, again, I, I kind of grew up in a situation where I always sought approval, um, did not have a close relationship with my father until later in life. So that had kind of been a pattern in my life, seeking approval from men or men in leadership. Um, so she's like, I'm confident that there's something God is up to in this. And that that was just helpful to hear, you know, because you really can go as much as you know in your head and have believed, you know, you hit something in your life and you're like, there was so much shame. I, I can't even hmm. I, I describe it, but it was not a good, good place. But, but she, along with my husband, just spoke some serious grace and truth into my life at that time, which again, began to break the power. <laughs> it's, it, you know, that's applied grace right there. That's, you don't, I don't have to hide and we can kind of maybe share more of that story or go into the true face principle in the scripture that, supports where we're coming from yeah I, I think the other one was um you know only grace through love can overcome shame and that's what we experienced um from me as i just loved her right where she was at and i was only able to do that because i was trusting in who god says i am and receiving the love of god for myself he trusted christ in me more than I was trusting Christ in me. And I'm like, well, if he can do it, okay. You know, like, he's like, well, unless you just kind of want to live in a box, you know? So that was powerful. Man. That is uh, such a beautiful example to me of the peace and the freedom and the strength of what Jesus made possible for us. And why, when, when, for my friends who don't have a relationship with Jesus and don't understand these truths, it's such a deep sadness for me that they don't get to experience that, what you guys were able to give to each other and provide. Um, and how, Mo, you're not perfect. And Vic, you weren't perfect. But the fruit and the potential of what we get, what Jesus made possible in our experience of giving and receiving and experiencing grace with each other and with your friend mm -hmm. and, and in your relationship with father, it's just amazing. And in thinking through mode, it doesn't, it wasn't healed overnight. Your shame didn't wash away, but you said, tell me more about the process and the journey of what that looked like, because you said it was broken. The power well, it just, yeah, just, um, you know, when Vic was, we were, I still remember the little bakery that we were sitting at, you know, cause there was, a, there was kind of a period of time where I was sharing, but it wasn't as though what I was struggling with, as you said, went away overnight. And so it'd kind of surface again. And I'd have to tell on myself again, as John mm. Lynch, I'll, like you're telling on yourself. So often we hear, you know, in, in Christian circles, you know, in, in church and so forth to confess our sin but you, you hear about it confess after and one thing i've appreciated about bill and john and, and bruce is is to confess while you're giving yourself the permission to think yeah it's it, that's where it begins and so as 
as you had just shared, you know, I was, I shared with you, I was broken and overnight this temptation didn't just go away. So as things surfaced, I had to keep coming back to Vic and as, as you know, Bruce and John and Bill would say, you know, tell on yourself. Yep. <laughs> that, you, that, go ahead. Which is so counterintuitive because our shame sends us into hiding and we're so embarrassed that we just think we'll make it through, but then it just grows and then it destroys us. Whatever that, that lie of that sin is. And, and so two factors I hear in you say you had a relationship with your friend and with Vic where you could trust God with your identity and you could trust them with who you were. But then you had the courage to tell on yourself in that moment of this is so counterintuitive, but I know it's the path, as you would refer to earlier, towards freedom. That's an incredible step of, of courage. Well, and I, I think that's where it comes back to, to our identity. Because if we know who we are, then there really doesn't need to be anything hidden. And um, one of the things in this true face principle this holiness allows us to live in relationships with nothing hidden so that we can be loved. Mm. So I, by not living with anything hidden, I allowed Vic to love me. And there was more than just one person. There was about five or six people that were aware of this. And um, you miss out on being loved. You miss out on protecting one another. If you stay in that hiddenness, you miss out on freedom. Mm. And I guess, you know, I just would want people to know that um, it wasn't easy for me to hear this, but I knew who I was. I knew, I know who I am and I knew, I know who she is and uh, she's not her shame story. And, mm -hmm. and, and God has brought us to, into his, into life and this life that he is, is continuing to grow and form in us and through us is not that shame story. So I was just so convinced of this uh, allowed me to hear, you know, several times yeah. of this temptation. Mm. And, and back to the high trust leader course. So I shared this. So I guess that would add, that would add another six to seven people that knew what was wow. going on. I was very open in the cohort and and that was very healing and very supportive and, and it was a life ring it it was and i'm not exaggerating the, i um mo your courage in that moment to trust others is just amazing and vic uh i don't i don't i hear you when you say it was not easy i cannot imagine but it doesn't matter. You're you're a hero of mine now because that is so next level maturity to be so secure in your identity and and who you are and who Mo is for in that moment of deep pain as a husband with what she brought to you to respond in a way that was about her and not protecting defending you know not it had nothing about you but it was about her in that moment when you were the one getting hurt is just such a beautiful 
example of love and and which in and of ourselves we don't have a shot at that like that level of love isn't coming from anywhere other than the spirit and 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 as we mature that is what we have access to is new creations and new creatures that access to the spirit and the fruit of that spirit is love and that to be able to care about her in that moment for you regardless of how difficult it was to hear it's just just another beautiful example of what we have access to um, and, and what Jesus made possible. And the fact that love transforms. Yeah. And when we got to experience that. There, there's no way we would have made it through that if we hadn't have been steeped in these truths, these mm-hmm. graces. Um, there's no way. And I'm sharing this with you as a person who had been in those grace truths since 2005, you know, so at that time it was eight years later. <laughs> and uh, so we had, we had been saturated in the original good news. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were, we were equipped. It's like, do you, do you choose light? You know, do you mm-hmm. choose that? And, um, this other thing I just wanted to share from this true-faced principle of living with nothing hidden says, living in holiness also means that we live with a profound sense of the power of sin. Living in holiness never weakens our view of the power of sin in our flesh. Rather, it does just the opposite. It acknowledges our complete inability to deal with the power of that sin when we know that we are holy in Christ, we can bring all that is in our flesh into the light, which breaks the power of sin. A growing trust and awareness of who we are in Christ increasingly empowers us to reveal all that is true about us. And that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell, what happened. In that, that kind of covers that. <laughs> Man. And in, in our shame and embarrassment the natural response is to diminish it. It's okay. I got it. It, it won't, you know, I love Vic. We're good right now. And, and which perpetuates the hiddenness and therefore the strength of that sin. And so the, um, I kept trying that. I kind of kept saying, God, can't I just tell you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. And that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think as I listen to this story, I'm thinking about a couple things. First is, do I have relationships in my life that I could bring with anything? Anything and that they would love me and not try to fix me and just receive me because you got to have the relationship to enter into the power and the freedom of this principle of of not hiding and the freedom that comes from from living in holiness is living with nothing hidden. The second thing I'm thinking of is what areas of my life are triggering shame and embarrassment right now? What am I anxious about, fearful of? What am I not? Yeah, what is triggering shame or embarrassment in my life? Because if, if I continue to leave that unresolved or try to wrestle it on my own it's we know what's going to do it's going to go down into my heart and it's going to lift weights and it's going to get stronger and bigger and to the only way out of that is to bring it into the light with those people in my life and go 
here's here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what I'm scared of. Here's what I'm embarrassed about. That is the counterintuitive mood move to move into holiness, into the light, and move away from the hiddenness. And and I, I think all of us have that opportunity today to say, God, what is it? What is it in my heart that's that's triggering my shame right now? Um, and I'm either going to treat it lightly and ignore it and hide it and keep moving on, and it's going to grow, or I'm going to bring it to somebody, to the father, to a friend, to a spouse, and trust them with that and therefore decrease the power of it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that when it's when you do that, Robbie, and then maybe a week or a month or 10 years later, when, when that maybe comes again and you kind of thought, oh, I, I thought that was kind of done. <laughs> and I think I remember David Pinkerton, we were at a True Face Intensive in Arizona, and he said, I'm always kind of leery when people stand up in front of crowds of people. <laughs> And they share whatever's they're going to share and kind of like it's got a neat button on it it's tidy and that's done with and i'm yeah i'm good yeah I'm, i hear that kind of approach um or statement i don't know how we coined it but that's kind of always stuck with me because uh i mean I, and i'm saying that today like in today i would say no i haven't struggled and i i don't and i do feel a deeper not just feel i've experienced more healing and i I don't anticipate something like that happening again, but I don't know that it won't. But I also know my way home and I know I can, it's not who I am. I can yeah. talk about it I can share anything, but he's, he's battling because um, we are grounded. In That's, awesome. That's awesome. Y'all, this has been uh, such a blessing and it's been so fun to, to have new friends and get to know you guys over the past year and be on this journey as part of the True Face tribe and family with you of taking these truths and experiencing them relationally with those in our lives. Um, and we, we like to wrap up with each of our guests with a couple questions, uh, just kind of for fun to pick your brain on a couple things. And the two questions are what is giving you life right now? What's life giving and what are you learning and where are you learning it from? Well, one of the things that, that has been giving me life, um, is this, uh, this video series called The Chosen. Oh, yeah. It's viewed through an app. You have to check it out. But um, I just seeing the, the person of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus in that, in those episodes um, has been phenomenal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not everyone experiences it like this because I've, I've been telling everybody about it, you know, mm-hmm. and not everyone's raving about it like I am, but I just, for me, the spirit seems to be engaging me in the humanity of Jesus, who, who he is, how he interacted and how people responded to him and so forth. And also the other, the other persons in the story. Um, so that's been life-giving for me uh, right cool. now. That's awesome. Mo, what, what are you learning? What are you studying, reading, learning? Well, I, I think I've, since quarantine, <laughs> Um, and then coming out of quarantine and life looking quite a bit different, we've both got into a lot more of listening to podcasts, books. Um, and I, th- I think someone I've recently been listening more and reading, um, is Jackie Hill Perry. Yeah. And man, she just, I, I just last night and even this morning was listening to her teaching and on just the, the power of, um, God's word. Yeah. And I'm also rereading a book, um, by Gordon McDonald called the resilient life. 
So that's an excellent read on just continuing to press on. Hmm. Vic, Mo, thank you so much for joining us. You guys are amazing. Um, and thanks for modeling this life of living beyond the mask and the freedom of what Jesus made possible for us. And thanks for listening. Uh, feel free to share this message uh, with friends. Subscribe to it. Give it five stars. Thanks for being part of the True Face Tribe. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye, guys.